and you're a full-time grinder, some of the greatest words you can hear are three-day weekend, and that's exactly what we're about to enter into with Memorial Day right around the corner. Tanner Hoops with you in the sports pen. I get to enter this three-day weekend doing my favorite thing possible during my favorite hour of the entire week, 4 to 5 Eastern Time, when I can come at you on the airwaves of ESPN. UP. I get to do so with Ryan Stig, Mining Journal writer, Northern Michigan beat writer, in studio with me. What's up, Ryan? Not much. I, uh, it's kind of comfortable with the temperature. A little outside. bit, isn't it? it? It's yeah. like it's it's been weird. It's been all this worry about cancellations for games. Uh, Nagani, I was at the Nagani baseball game Wednesday, and they fought through a relentless drizzle. <laughs> Looking like it was going to downpour at any moment. Yeah, I thought Iowa weather was bipolar. How about this? Yeah, it, uh, you'll be warm for one day, and then you'll have this like stretch of five or six where it's cold and it's. But it's it's slightly warmer today. You know, I I haven't had to wear a coat outside. No, so I mean, like I'm taking that as a positive. I wore a hockey jersey to the office today, and it feels nice enough for that. It's a little bit overcast. It looks like it could drizzle out. I'm hoping it's going to stave off for the holiday. We're going to have a good Memorial Day. Any plans for the weekend? Um, I right now we're just uh, might go out of town for a couple days. Okay. you know, have some fun there. But uh, it's going to be kind of like a whim thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's go to town for the weekend. Nothing, nothing like set in stone. Sometimes I feel like you have to do that. I tell you what, I may need some suggestions because I've got family coming to town for the holiday. My father and his lovely fiance are coming up for the holiday. They're coming up. They're flying in a little bit later tonight. Last I heard, they were delayed in Chicago. Big surprise. But they are going to be making their first ever trip to Michigan. So I get to show my father around. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know what what, uh, what to show him technically. I've gotten to know Michigan a little bit. Uh, but suggestions, what have you. What do you think? What's a good thing to be doing around Memorial Day? This will be my first Memorial Day in the UP. Are you just staying in the UP? Or yes. You, okay. Um, well, you can always just hang out by the lake. That's what a lot of people are going to be doing. Okay. Um, there's, you know, various, uh, there's Tecayman on Falls that's are out east in the UP. You could go mm-hmm. check that out. Go down to Munising, check out by the, uh, go to the Pictured Rocks Lakeshore. Um, you see, the thing is, it's like if they were coming in like the winters, like tons of sporting <laughs> events to talk about. But, uh, I don't know, just a lot of outdoor recreation stuff. Yep. You know, just go out and enjoy it. Um, I know that's what everybody else is going to be doing, weather permitting. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, I just... That's what I would suggest is just go out and enjoy it. What do you show somebody who's never been to Michigan, specifically the UP? What do you show them, like, for an attraction? What's something they have to see during their time here? Probably the lake. <laughs> okay, well, I live <laughs> yeah, close to there, so that yeah, works. Yeah. Um, and then uh, just take them out, like, out in the woods and stuff like that because it's such a beautiful area. I mean, there's some, you know, the western UP, it's a little more hilly, a little more mountainous. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the Copper Mountains, and then you go out in the east. You take them to the Sioux Locks. Yeah, it's a three-hour drive, but it's kind of a fun little uh, mm-hmm. thing to check out. And you can cross the border you if could, you want. Yes. Yeah, I've done it before. It's kind of fun. Uh, so... I mean, there's a wide variety. Just go out and enjoy nature is really what the UP is about. There's no, like, it's it's not like Detroit where you can go catch a Tigers game or yep. something like that. It's just, up here, it's just going out and having fun is what it is. I've been living here almost nine months now, and I still haven't crossed the board. It's on my bucket list. I've been meaning to. My dad actually goes to Canada quite a bit, doing business and what have you. Told me about one of the most recent trips he had to Edmonton. He went in February. He thought, you know, the Oilers are in town. I'll stand outside, scalp some tickets. But then it was snowing in February in Edmonton, and he said, well, maybe it's not a good idea. Hmm. 
But yeah, I'd love to go see the Edmonton Oilers sometime. But uh, yeah, why not? They were they rebuilding Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> they're perpetually rebuilding. They have them. no idea what they're doing over there. Ken Hitchcock plus Connor McDavid. They have no clue. Yeah, no clue. But they're getting Ken Holland now. Yes. I don't know if that's a good thing, but they're but, getting him. Well, if they, he knows how to build something. The question is, is yeah. you know, Ken's not the best at like. Is it worth building? That's the question. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> like he, they've been down. They should have been a lot more successful than mm-hmm. they have been, especially after picking up McDavid in the draft. But uh, who knows? Uh, Ken Holland built something out of nothing and turned the. Uh, Red Wings into kind of this big dynasty, you know, like I think it was 26 years in a row they made the playoffs. So it's just like he's, you know, he can create something. It's just it eventually ran out because he was so focused on sustaining mediocrity rather than than just, you know, cutting things loose and starting again. So I think he can turn them around. The question is, is how long it would last. Maybe having a fresh vision helps, but right now there's a big difference between modern-day Ken Holiday and 90s, even mid-2000s Ken Holiday. But I'm hoping I am rooting for him. I hope that he turns things around up there in Edmonton. Yeah, I, um, he's did a lot of work. Ken Holland does a lot of work. Ken Holland has done a lot of good work in Detroit. I know he's really beloved down here, um, but fans have been wanting Eiserman forever. Right. So and they I got mean, a great one. Yeah, and they got a good one. So I think everybody's happy. Ken can still show that he's he's still got it. I think he was kind of felt like he was being forced out of the job, even though he still had the job. It's like okay, go away now. This is like technically got promoted. Yeah. When Eiserman was brought. Yeah, in. he did. But it's like it's Quote not unquote. the not the job he wanted. No. So, but now he gets to be a GM again. So everybody's happy. Well, I tell you what, we're going to get to hockey, but unfortunately, we haven't had hockey to talk about since, what, Tuesday? Something like that, when the Western Finals ended? We have to wait till Memorial Day, which is going to be kind of fun. Memorial Day, Stanley Cup Final Hockey. But let's start with basketball, because that's been what's on everybody's mind. Tell you what, I've been eating crow, it feels like, how many days? That's almost been a full week I've been eating crow now, because I've been so high on the Bucks, and all they've been doing is letting me down, letting a bunch of our listeners down. And all of a sudden, they're one game away from elimination after looking like the most unstoppable team in basketball this year. I'm worried about Isaiah Johnson. For, oh, yeah? for many NMU basketball player, Isaiah Johnson. Isaiah Johnson, huge Bucks fan. Okay. And I, I feel like if they lose this series, he might fall apart mentally on Twitter. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I've been waiting for the Bucks to be good. They're on the cusp for the mm-hmm. finals. He's all excited, and they're going to end up potentially having a meltdown against Toronto. Of all that teams. encompasses a lot of the way that uh, Bucks fans feel around yeah. this area. They've been waiting for this team arguably since 71, and now that it looks like it's finally here, now that it looks like they have an all-generation talent, he's suddenly able to be slowed down by a guy who was traded for DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. And, How's uh, it looking now, that trade between the Spurs and the Raptors? Looks pretty good, don't yeah. you think? And uh, the, uh, the Toronto, you know, Canada is beating the U.S. Yes. At basketball. But not hockey. Not hockey. The NBA Finals are going to make it to Canada before the Stanley Cup does. Yeah. Basketball, America's, like, adopted (laughs) sport, is being beaten by Canada. And then (laughs) hockey, Canada's national sport, the Americans are better at it. Can you name the best Canadian NBA player right now? Or even in recent memory besides Steve Nash? I honestly can't remember a Canadian basketball player other than Steve Nash. Right, yeah. So <laughs> there's so few and far between. But uh, if there's one thing I'll give Canada a lot of credit for, they really love the Raptors. Like they, re- it's it's their team. It's like the country's team is the Raptors. So when they mm-hmm. do well, everybody embraces it and gets behind it. I mean, for 
Toronto is always going to be a hockey town. Right. But when the Raptors do well, if they're in the playoffs, like everything goes away and everybody embraces the Raptors, mm-hmm. which is nice to see. You don't see a lot of places do that. I tell you what, we give that Raptor front office so much you know, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Flack, because they fired the reigning NBA coach of the year. And he's a great coach, Dwayne Casey uh-huh. is, don't get me wrong. But they did bring in a really good coach, the guy who had the mind to switch Kawhi onto Giannis, and that's looked really good the last three games. They've hired a fantastic coaching staff. They clearly won the trade with DeMar DeRozan and the Spurs. And now the only question is, will they be able to keep Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard in Toronto? I think he's done enough. I think he's going to stay. Throw a little more cash at him. Yeah, someone's already offered him a penthouse for free. That's Toronto penthouse, yeah. He gets to be best friends with Drake. I mean, who wouldn't want to be best friends? I'd be okay with Drake. that. Um, well, the thing is, with I always wonder what a Toronto penthouse would be like. Because, you know, whenever people <laughs> like hype out penthouses, hey, you know, check out this New York penthouse or the Chicago penthouse mm-hmm. or the San Francisco one, where like you get like this great view of either the bay or the chicago skyline <laughs> or new york you can see the statue of liberty or wherever toronto it's like hey you can see the cn tower how cool is that <laughs> you know what i mean like I, i'm trying to see how you hype up a penthouse in toronto but I, I tell you what i know some canadian people and i like canadians you know i know there's a I know lot canadians of, there's I know a lot of, a of yeah i'm sure you do as a hockey guy i'm <laughs> sure you do and you know in iowa they're believe it or not we're quite a bit more Canadians than people would think. And I've known enough of them to know that I like Canadians. I wouldn't mind going up to see a place like Toronto. The taxes would defer me from living there, but I would kind of <laughs> like to go see a place like that. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a very eclectic. I've never been there, but for everybody I know who's gone there says it's a very eclectic city. Mm-hmm. It's like, in a way, I mean, yeah, it's kind of not even close, but it's like Toronto's like... Canada's New York in a way. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it is their biggest city. It's got the most, it's the most diverse city mm-hmm. overall. You know, you got a lot more, you know, different people from different countries, people from different nationalities, you know, religions, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like a, a melting pot kind sure. of of what Canada is. So it's always intriguing. Plus, the only thing they're lacking is an NFL franchise, <laughs> and uh, they're the Argonauts. Uh, but the Bills played a couple games sure. there. You know, who knows? And there was that movement that maybe the Bills were going to move to Toronto. <laughs> so who knows? Do they even want the Bills? Would that be a plus? <laughs> is that an upgrade over the Argonauts? Uh, Yes, in terms of it being the NFL, but seeing as how the Bills manage themselves, how they went from a playoff team to the fighting Nathan Petermans. Let's take away a quarterback who just led us to the playoffs. Let's give him to the Browns where he'll be a backup and try our odds with Nathan Peterman and Josh Allen. You think that hurts for Tyrod Taylor on a side note? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. It's like you were... you were the starter. You mm-hmm. led a team to the playoffs. They kick you away, and you're thinking, okay, I'll be the starter for the Browns, which is like, <laughs> isn't that like every quarterback's dream? Because so many people have done it. And then you have, then you get kicked to the backup because Baker Mayfield has a surprisingly better rookie season than people expected. So kind of hurts for Tyrod Taylor. I tell you what, do you watch the Netflix TV show uh, Slasher? 
I've heard of it. I haven't gotten around to watching it yet. I've watched it. I was really hyped about it because I really enjoyed the first two seasons. It's like a Netflix-only uh, TV series. It's set in Ontario. I'm not sure if it's specifically in Toronto, but I know it's in Ontario. I love the first two seasons of it. Yesterday, the third season was put on Netflix, so I was really excited. Last night, I was hunkered down on my futon, and I was ready to watch it, and... Uh, and it underwhelmed a little bit because, like many shows this day and age, it's gone very political. It's mm-hmm. tried to target a specific demographic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really let marketing and networks kind of emphasize mm-hmm. uh, its content, which was disappointing. But overall, it's still a pretty good series. For a lot of ways, I see that as a, as kind of a representative of the Ontario area. And it makes me kind of want to see it because it looks kind of cool. It looks interesting. But in some ways, it's like, did you ever see that? Minnesota Gophers commercial where they talk about being Minnesota nice, but then we've all seen Fargo, stuff like that. I'm sure you've seen this commercial. I I think I do. I'm vaguely remembering it. There's a lot of stupid Minnesota Gopher commercials. (laughs) Row the boat. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You can't go, like, if you threw a rock, you'd probably hit a Minnesota commercial producer that had row the boat in at least one scene. Pretty much, yeah. But, uh, well, and the reason, you know, and I don't know if, People probably know this, but a lot of movies and TV shows kind of get filmed in Canada because it's mm-hmm. cheaper to produce. They do, there. yeah, yeah. So that's, the running gag is um, they'll show like shots of like these scenic cities, and they'll be like, "Wow, that looks exactly like Vancouver," <laughs> 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 because a lot of movies have shots in Vancouver. So yeah, so yeah, so when you probably you're watching a movie and you see like this really perfect scene. There's a good chance you're watching a Canadian scene because it's a lot cheaper to shoot a movie up there. Have you ever been to Canada? I have. Have I, you? I have uh, been there a couple times. Uh, I've been to Manitoba and mm. I've been to Ontario. Mm. Um, I haven't been anywhere else, though, so I, I'm sure I will over the years as a hockey guy eventually get into Canada. Have you been to Thunder Bay? I have not been that far. Okay. I, when I was with the Duluth Huskies last summer, I did not have to go to Thunder Bay, which I was okay with. The Whiskey Jacks? The Whiskey Jacks. <laughs> Actually, they were the Thundercats by now. Oh, they are? Okay. Yeah. Or no, 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 no. How about the Border Cats? That oh, makes okay. more sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think they did have a team called the Thunder. I think that's where I was getting it from, but I think they were a hockey team. Oh, okay. Thunder Bay Thunder or something like that? That's I don't kind know. Of, that was a weak kind of... Uh, a little bit. Risk. The Border Cats was something. The Border Cats is a little more original. <laughs> I tell you what, if I could go to a Canadian city, I'd want to go to Montreal. Seems like a fun city. My mom's been to Montreal. That's it's, it? Uh, um, it's for someone who grew up taking a bunch of French classes. It's mm. like plot me down there, and I could get along really well. I didn't take any <laughs> Spanish classes. Do you, you know put, French? I know some. Do you? Okay. I'm not going to bust it out in the air, though. <laughs> 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 I don't want to be critiqued. So, but uh, yeah, I know some. Fr- I, I know Fran- fr- enough French to get by, where mm-hmm. I could like be in the town and not be completely lost. <laughs> but uh, it's. Yeah, I'd always want to go there. It's really pretty. They got the other Notre Dame Cathedral yes. there. Um, so, yeah, i taken a Habs game while you're there. Yeah, Okay, yeah. I tell you what, uh, there's that Notre Dame Cathedral. There's the one in France, obviously the one that's been making the news over the last few months. And then there's the Notre Dame Basilica in <laughs> South Bend, Indiana. Those are the three big Notre Dames for me, obviously one bigger than the other. Uh, I've been to Mass there. That was pretty cool. I went to, Salt, to uh, Palm Sunday Mass while I was at Notre Dame. In Indiana. In Indiana. I was going to say, okay, <laughs> cool to, kudos to you for going to Mass in Paris. I've never been to Paris. Yeah. Um, never been to France. Yeah. I, uh, I've i never been to no- South Bend. I've always wanted to go. Oh, so. you need to. 
beautiful okay. place. I know a lot of our listeners aren't going to like that, but beautiful place. Okay. My favorite in the world. Yeah, I'll have to go there sometime. Tell you what, I did want to talk about the NBA playoffs, but we owe you a timeout. So we'll do that when we come back in the sports pen on ESPN UP and the ESPN UP app. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Denner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you Friday afternoon. Glad to have you along on ESPN-UP online with our app. Well, I tell you what, we have got basketball to break down. We tried to break down for a little bit. We got on to Canada because of the Toronto <laughs> Raptors. They have a 3-2 series lead as they are one game away from moving on to the finals. That's disappointing to me if that is indeed the case because the Bucks are uniquely built, I feel like, to actually give Golden State a series. If Toronto wins the East, you know, good for them. They'll be a competitive team. They'll probably win at least two against Golden State. I don't think they're built defensively to be able to stop Golden State or give them a series. I think Milwaukee would. I just don't know that Milwaukee's going to win anymore. So I guess my question for you, Ryan, is where were you feeling after Milwaukee took a 2-0 series lead, and where are you feeling now? Chances are you're probably feeling like I was. I I was a lot more secure when Milwaukee had a 2-0 lead. I don't... Th- I, I thought... If Toronto could steal a game in Toronto, maybe they could fight their way back into mm-hmm. it. And now they're up 3-2. So now I'm like, well, great. Now, Milwaukee, you have to win two games now against a Toronto team that's really confident right now yep. and is probably not going to back down. So you have – it's a – I don't want to say mountain, but it's a significantly large hill that the <laughs> that the Bucks need to climb. Uh, it's, not, it's no Mount Everest, but it's it's like a Sugarloaf Mountain out there at the end of town. You got to be able to get over that. So I think uh, they got a tough task ahead of them, and I I I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. And yeah. the thing is, as I thought Milwaukee was going to be the team that's going to be able to give more of a fight to the Warriors, mm-hmm. but it could be Toronto playing them, and then then it. I think it's almost going to be just a five-gamer if Toronto right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Toronto's just not a good match defensively for Golden State. They are for Milwaukee, and Milwaukee is for Golden State, but Toronto's not for Golden State. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, so you're either going to have a team that's nowhere equipped to deal with the Warriors or a team that is equipped but will probably still lose to the Warriors. <laughs> so it's... Uh, I think it's going to be a lot closer if Milwaukee gets there. I think it's a potential to go maybe at least six. But, uh, yeah, Toronto's going to be hard-pressed to get a game. Because I tell you what, Lowry has done a wonderful job on Giannis. Yeah, yes. Lowry, Van Vliet, and Siakam by committee have done a good job on some of the role players, most notably Chris Middleton. But against Golden State, even if Kevin Durant comes back and that's who Lowry takes out, then who's going to stop Steph Curry? Who is going to stop Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and company? They just don't have the matchups, Toronto. They don't have the matchups to be able to compete with a Golden State team like that. And it brings up that question, is Golden State better without Kevin Durant? For one thing, wouldn't it be nice to be Golden State where your biggest worry is will adding a 35-point-per-game score and all-world talent make us better or make us worse? Like, that's your wasn't biggest that, worry. Wasn't that the beautiful thing? Like, if you're in that situation, <laughs> gee, if I add this fantastic potent future Hall of Famer to Seven this team. Seven-foot all-world yeah, talent. Yeah, who could shoot the three? Yeah, I mean, I could Are be, we going to get worse? Are we going to – I mean, we could be better, but, I mean, it's like – I don't know. I, Steve Kerr is an amazing coach, but I imagine he wakes up every day and thinks – I could phone it in tonight, and I'd probably be okay. (laughs) I tell you what, is there a real debate right now, based on what we've seen in these finals with Durant not playing and Kawhi playing the way he is, 
is there a real debate? If you're a team like the New York Knicks and you're going out being aggressive this offseason, who do you get in free agency? Do you go after Kawhi or do you go after KD? Is there a real debate now between those two? I think it's more so than it was. If you go, I would think they'd probably want to go after Kawhi because he's really emerging as, like, the guy to get. I mean, Durant now, he's, okay, he's hobbled by this injury. He's becoming more and more as this self-righteous diva who apparently feuds with everybody. <laughs> and is like, Bizarre. yeah, and has like the thinnest skin. Like, you can get under his skin really easily. So, mm-hmm. and then he's gonna, he would be going to New York, the most hostile town <laughs> to be in, the most high-profile city. You're constant pressure on you. You got the media are going to be hounding you. You have a very how do I say, loud and mm-hmm. uh, obnoxious fan base who demands excellence. And an owner doesn't know what he's doing. And an owner doesn't know what he's doing is extremely disorganized in the franchise that's just all over the map. So you have all of that put together and a guy with a very thin skin. So you'd probably want to go the Leonard on. Even as good as Durant is, mm-hmm. it's like I just don't think he fits in there. No. And really, how many more wins would you get by adding Kevin Durant? I mean, you're not even going to be 500 by adding one player, will you? No. I don't think they would. I don't think Kevin Durant is going to end in New York anyway, uh, regardless of you know his skin, uh, how thin it might be, and what the media presence is like in New York. I just don't see it happening. And without Kevin Durant going there, Kyrie Irving's not going to go there because it's the same situation he has in Boston, only with less talent. I tell you what, why doesn't Kevin Durant get linked to Boston anymore? That was one of his top two choices three years ago. He went and he got his rings. He got them. What about Boston now? They clearly need an alpha. Um, I hope it. I don't know why it's not being talked about, but I kind of hope it happens. Does he want to be an alpha? I think you he think does. I think he, like, he I has th- something to prove. I think I feel like Durant gets more like like an alpha slash beta kind of thing. Like he, he wants to be the guy, mm-hmm. but like he, sometimes he doesn't take over. Sometimes he gets outshined by Curry and he he's not sometimes. the alpha guy. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know if Kevin Durant really knows what he wants to be or know where he wants to go. Like he wanted to win a ring. He's got his ring. Yep. Now he doesn't know where he wants to go and where to go further in his career. Cause he's not going to sit down and play in Oakland the rest of his life. Right. So it's, I, Maybe Boston, but Boston's just as hostile to them as he is. So it's like maybe he needs to like stay on the West or like. <laughs> can you imagine if he went to the Lakers? Oh boy, <laughs> played alongside LeBron. Like, Tell you what, the person who hates watching these Eastern Conference Finals the most is LeBron because he's already admitted he's reached out to Kawhi and seeing what Kawhi's doing is just raising his stock. If I'm Kawhi, I'm making it a bidding war. I'm seeing who can give me the best offer and who I have the best shot to be competitive with this offseason. That's what I'm doing if I'm Kawhi. Yeah, I I think the Lakers might make a push for him. I'm sure the Knicks will try to make a push for him. Mm-hmm. I think... I would say hard pass on both of them. Yeah, I would say yeah, but uh, who knows if they throw enough money at him. If they offer him a penthouse, <laughs> <laughs> that's Toronto's pitch. It's like... You know, I, I'd make it tax-free. Yeah. Say it's going to be tax-free and I'll stay in Canada. Yeah. And uh, maybe instead of, like, an entire floor, maybe I take the top two floors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, top two or three floors. Throw in like. Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet's floor. And all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, that works for me. But, yeah, I, I think he can just, you know, say he's in control right now with the power that he has. He, you know, I'm playing well. People want me. All right, now give me what I want. You know, he can't be – he doesn't have to search for anybody. So he's in a great place. I tell you what, let me ask you this. 
Do you see similarities between Kevin Durant and Tom Brady? And what I mean by that is they're both winning rings. They're both clearly among the pinnacle, among the elites of their respective sports. Tom Brady hears the criticism. He hears that he's a system quarterback. He's cis Tom Brady, that he's only winning rings because the team he's on, the coach he has. Kevin Durant is hearing the same things. He's only winning rings because of the teammates he has in Golden State, yet... Tom Brady's not letting it get to him. He just keeps racking up rings. Kevin Durant is letting it get to him. Would Kevin Durant stand more to gain by staying in Golden State like Tom Brady? Like, if Tom Brady really wanted to prove himself, he could go to Jacksonville right now, turn them into a franchise-winning team if he really feels the need to prove he is the greatest quarterback ever. If Kevin Durant wants to prove he's the greatest basketball player of all time, everyone's telling him he has to go to the New York Knicks and turn them around. Would he stand more to gain by staying in Golden State, even though there's always that question mark to his legacy? I, I think if he wins more rings, that'll help him. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> he he's always going to have that attached to him that you needed a help to get a ring. Mm-hmm. And people always say like Jordan didn't need help. Well, he had Scottie Pippen, so technically he did have help. <laughs> and you know, and you know, LeBron and LeBron had his help too. So. I think Durant's always going to be have this light on him saying he's not as good as everybody is making him out to be. He has the stats to back him up. He's going to make the Hall of Fame. But Tom Brady will forever have that attached to him. But he has a thick skin, and he doesn't let stuff get to him. And uh, plus he's got a fan base that will worship him and defend him to the death. So, and uh, Kevin Durant wouldn't spit on him yeah, if he was on fire. Oakland Oka doesn't really care about him, uh, you know. And practically they didn't really care about the Warriors until they started <laughs> winning. So it's um, – I think he'd be probably better off to say as long as they keep winning. It, but uh, if, you know, the pieces start to fall away from the Warriors, he's going to have to look elsewhere and he's probably going to have to start from scratch. I just – I – Tom Brady's always going to be the system guy. He's never played anywhere else. He's never played under another coach except Belichick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'll, could he win with a – I think what always will put Joe Montana ahead of Brady for me is because he went to Kansas City and was actually successful. Did they win a Super Bowl there? No, because he had Marty Schottenheimer. This is cool. But, like, you know, he took him to the AFC title game. Right. The only thing he did, he ran into the Bills dynasty. That's the only thing that kept him from getting yeah. the Super Bowl. So he had success in other place. Tom Brady has not had success anywhere else. He isn't going anywhere else. So he's never going to get away from Belichick and get away from that shadow. So... Unless he does that, he's always going to be less, in my opinion. But, Although, according to David uh, David Carr, Joe Montana is not one of his best. Quarterbacks. How does he figure that? How, in any way, does someone come to that conclusion? I wore my Joe Montana jersey yesterday in the studio. Should have worn it today. Now that we brought it up. Do you have a Notre Dame one? Yes, two oh. of them actually. Okay. Yeah. I uh, he he had to have hit been hit too many times in the head mm-hmm. to believe you know he was the most sacked quarterback in a season so maybe that just affected his head or something like that to actually think like that i tell you what last thing before we go to break i don't want to write off milwaukee yet because they're still good enough they could win two more yeah. in a row and they could find a way into the nba finals right now though toronto's going to get a play at home with no pressure knowing they still have game seven if they lose and Toronto is rolling right. They seem to have an answer for Giannis defensively. I, I don't know if this affects Giannis's MVP chances. I still think he's done enough that he should win the award. The other thing being, would you say Milwaukee can still win the series? Or sh- will they still win the series? I, uh, 
I, it's more of a question mark. I think if they had won last night, I, <clears throat> if they had won Game Five, I think they would. I could say that Milwaukee's going to win it. But now, mm-hmm. Toronto is back in Toronto. Yep. And they're going to be. It's going to have a raucous crowd. They won twice in Toronto already. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I don't think they're going to do it. I think the Toronto actually finishes the job tomorrow. I'm Good. that confident right now. I will hope Milwaukee does it. I want to see Milwaukee go to the finals. Specifically, I want to see a good final series because I don't think Toronto's going to give Golden State that. Toronto tried to choke it away in the final minutes of Game 3, and I just wonder if Milwaukee did end up taking a 3-0 series lead, how different this would look. Maybe I'll extend our break a little bit farther. What if that deal... DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard never happened. Would Toronto even be here? Would they have gotten by Philadelphia? Probably not. I don't think they would have. I uh, Here's another thing. Do you think, are Wisconsin fans just, like, discovering the Bucks? you think, this year? A like, lot of are, them are, yeah. Are they aware that the Bucks finally exist? I'd say 90% of them are. There are a few diehards that have always been with the Bucks. They've ridden for them even for the long years. But there are a lot of, a lot of fans who are probably... Similar to the Carolina Hurricane fans these postseasons. There's a talk on Twitter the other day where we were saying the Bucks could win like three NBA titles in a row and still be overshadowed by the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> and probably the Brewers. <laughs> and some or some people said even Wisconsin football probably overshadows <laughs> the Bucks. So I just everybody's got Bucks fever in Wisconsin. I'm like, most of you didn't even pay attention to this team for like decades. So it's it just makes me laugh when I see the crowds in Milwaukee. I tell you what, I, I have a trivia question for you, which is, it's a good thing for the Bucks. I want to give the Bucks fans a good taste in their mouth to go into the weekend. And I'll give you some time to think about it while I say something else. Most of this team is made up of second-round draft picks, but there is only one lottery pick on this year's Bucks team. Do you know who that is? And the other thing, while I give you some time to think about that, is who can curse their team harder in these Eastern Conference Finals. Drake, because we know he's got the sports curse on him, he's doing his darndest to curse the Raptors, saying that they have the best player in basketball and they're the greatest sports city in the world. Will Drake curse the Raptors more, or will Paul Pierce curse the Bucks more? Because he went on Twitter saying last night the Bucks got this. Oh, boy. Whose curse is stronger? I'm going to have to go with Drake just because it always works for him, that he fails. Any mm-hmm. team that he backs, they fail. So, I, I you know, he, the smartest thing for him to do is if he shows up at the game, like for game six, just don't do anything. Show up in a Giannis jersey. Yeah, or like, do that, or just stay like as inconspicuous as you possibly could. <laughs> like, maybe if the camera's on you, give it a wave, but like, don't do anything, because it's like as soon as he starts like becoming boisterous, and everybody looks at him, Things start to fall apart. Don't so. give Nurk, uh, Nick Nurse a back rub. No, no. Just uh, sit there, you know, sip your beer on the sidelines and just, you know, pull an Aaron Rodgers. Give a gentle <laughs> wave at the camera, that kind of a thing. <laughs> Don't embarrass yourself no. by attempting to drink a beer either. Well, you know, Aaron mm. can't chug a beer. No. no. <laughs> Batiari looked pretty good against him. I want to see Yelich, Batiari, and A-Raj going up against each other in chugging contest. You want to bring Barry Alvarez in that too? While we're on the Wisconsin sports scene, well, Paul Chris well. looks Paul like he Chris. can chug. He can chug him with well, the best of them. Throw Yelich in there. Throw, yeah. I mean, like, who else would be out there? Do you think? Ulysses uh, Chichin, I bet, would be. <laughs> I, I tell you what, Low Kane. Low Kane is the one I want to party okay. with. Okay. Lorenzo Kane. Okay. Yeah. Craig Council. Ooh, a Notre Dame guy. Yeah. yeah. Throw him on there too. 
Uh, that would be an interesting beer chugging contest. But yeah, just <laughs> quietly sip your beer, Drake, and don't chug it. Don't don't embarrass yourself. Oh, we got to take a break. We're a little over time. But last thing uh, before we do so, do you have an answer to my trivia question? Who is the only lottery pick on the Bucks roster this year? I cannot think of it. Brooke Lopez out of Stanford. See, that's a weird thing. Who would have thought that? See, the weird thing with the NBA draft is that there's only two rounds. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's so much hype around the first couple. Like, people forget, like, oh, once you get past, like, the 10th pick, <laughs> it's, like, it's forgettable. So A lot of people forget the Pistons actually selected Chris Middleton in the second round. How much do you think they're kicking themselves now? A lot. A lot. <laughs> Uh, Tanner Hoops, Ryan Steig with you. We owe you a timeout. We break down the Stanley Cup final next in the sports pen on ESPN-UP and the ESPN-UP app. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Steig with you. Glad to have you along. Tell you what, I've been following the Big Ten baseball tournament quite a bit here over the last few days. And Michigan is about to throw the first pitch. They're taking on Maryland in an elimination game. This is a Michigan team that entered the tournament 20 games over 500, yet they were still a bubble team. For if they would make the NCAA tournament, they were the last team in, according to the field of 64. They have a great record. They don't have a great strength of schedule. They lost to the seven seed Ohio State in their first game, 2-1. to one. They got one hit in that game. They turned around. They walked off Illinois yesterday to advance. So they're probably right about on the border. I would say they beat Maryland today. They're probably in. I love the college baseball tournaments, though. I love conference championship week in baseball. The ACC tournament format is just stupid. I hate watching that. But the Big Ten, where it's like double elimination except for the finals, apparently, that's a lot of fun. Michigan about to play a monster game going for their 40th win as they play Maryland. Yeah, I love uh, college World Series and college baseball tournament. And, uh... My goal is to eventually get out there. I think my dad's hope is that we get out there maybe next summer. To the World Series? Yeah, the yeah. College World Series. It's hard to get tickets, though. That's the thing. I went to my first World Series game a couple of years ago in 2017. My dad, my brother, and I all went together because Omaha's about two hours from my hometown in Iowa. So it's like a tradition. If you live in my hometown, you go there at least once a year. And I'd been such a bad Iowan for a long time not going out there. And I finally made the trip down. I saw LSU and Oregon State, which was a pretty good game. Don't they usually play two in a game, two a day, like a, a day game and a night game? I think they have two sessions per day, and each session is two games. Okay. Interesting. It's a great ballpark out there. Yeah, and, uh, of course, they have the new ballpark. You yeah, know, before, TD Ameritrade. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, home of the Omaha Storm Chase. Yes. Um, I, I've i always wanted to go out there. I'm hoping maybe we can get out there next year. It's, it'll be my dad's 60th birthday. Oh, so there you go. That'd be a good trip for mm-hmm. him. And uh, we'll see. I, uh, I've... I just get excited every year because Omaha really embraces it. Mm-hmm. They, uh, there's certain if you keep a tournament in the same city, they really revolve around it and they mm-hmm. really embrace it. And uh, that's what Omaha does, and it's really impressive. Omaha is a cool city. Yeah, for a midwestern city, a small city, albeit it's a cool city. I've never I've been there once, and I was a ki- very little when I went there. I remember staying at a hotel. That was the extent of what I remember. If memory there. serves me right, Grant Petoni played his junior hockey there for the Lancers. Really? I believe he did, because when I was with Sioux City for three years, uh, my superior, my supervisor, he's been there since maybe 2002, he remembered Grant Petoni playing hockey. He said to tell him hi when I took this job up here. Okay. But I, if memory serves me right, he did play for the Lancers. Interesting. Yeah. 
It's well, good so hockey. He's town. been there. Yeah. He's been there. Yeah. And Nebraska, Omaha, they have a good hockey program they do. there. So, uh, yeah. It's a town that embraces its hockey and its baseball. Well, I tell you what, uh, your Gophers are still live. They beat the top seed Indiana last night. Minnesota is one of those you wouldn't expect to be a good baseball powerhouse. They are. They have have been. They actually have a strong baseball tradition. Uh, Paul Mulder and Dave Winfield both Mm -hmm. played there. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's been nice to see if they get in there, too. Well, I tell you what, a few days from now, before we come back to work, before we do another sports pen, we will have NHL playoff hockey once again. Finally. Stanley Cup final action between the Bruins and the Blues. I'm so happy the Blues got in. I'm hoping for them. I'm rooting for them. I think it'll be Boston, but I'm hoping for the Blues. Why are you rooting for the Blues so much? I like the underdog. My dad no, is... I meant, like, why were you hoping that they get there? Were they, like, your team? Well, you no, 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 no. I, I'm a Penguins guy. Okay. You know that. And, uh... Uh, my dad, I mentioned, he's coming up for the weekend. He is from Springfield, Missouri, so the Blues are the local team down there. Uh, actually got him a Tarasenko shirt a few years ago for really? Christmas. So, yeah, they've uh, they've been the team that was on. I like the Blues in that sense. They were in last place January 2nd, and look where they are now. It's like the equivalent of the Marlins turning it around right now and winning the going to the World Series, even winning it. I I never thought I'd say I'm pulling for the Blues, uh, but yeah, I'm pulling for them too, just because I'm so sick of Boston. And uh, yep. I just and by the way, did you see Boston held a scrimmage the other day? Which Boston team? The, the Bruins? Bruins. Yeah, held a scrimmage against who? Themselves. Why? Yeah, um, you know, just I know we have days off oh, and we can't play anybody, so we'll play a scrimmage about. The, they got a great crowd there. And let's bring in the BU team. And yeah, yeah. It's just, it was just, and I'm just like. I have a feeling this is going to backfire on them. It's such a massive overconfidence move. Instead of just practicing, we're going to have a great spectacle of us having a scrimmage. And uh, I'm hoping it backfires on just to shut up Dave Portnoy. I can't stand that guy. And uh, it's just, it would just be so great if I'm not a huge, I'm not a St. Louis fan by any means. Just have them lose it would just be great it'd be fantastic uh dave portnoy of course from barstool sports he's uh yeah he's if you want boston if, yeah if you want an obnoxious boston stereotypical fan dave portnoy is the epitome he embraces the city he really encompasses what they're all about sports wise well may live up to that stereotype <laughs> man <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what i do hope it's the blues because as much as the blue jackets became a darling for a little bit as much as the hurricanes were the darling the bunch of jerks throughout the playoffs why haven't the blues been the same way they turned things around after new year's and have made the comeback they did i think the blues would be a team a lot of people can get behind i think they could i think the main reason is because the blues have been around the league forever yeah. and uh you know have, are known for not getting the job done like they should be whereas you know Carolina had some very, very creative marketing abilities they uh, to really capitalize on that. The Blue Jackets, you know, who cares about Columbus hockey? You know, it's like there's that fun there. It's like people embrace Nashville because they had a lot of fun stuff going on. But St. Louis has really done hasn't done anything to make itself stand out. I think mm-hmm. people will be cheering for them because they don't simply because they don't like Boston. Right, but. They ha- they d- they don't have the marketing ability the other teams do. So, but uh, maybe they can hype it up a little more. Agree or disagree? If St. Louis does win the cup, Jaden Schwartz deserves the Conn Smythe, unless he absolutely vomits all over himself in the finals. I think he deserves it. Um, uh, you know, for a stretch, I thought uh, the goalie 
the goalie might Bennington. be able to get. Yeah, I mm. thought maybe he had a good shot. Um, but he's gotten a little more shaky. He wasn't as lights out against the Sharks. Um, better than Martin. <laughs> better than Martin Jones. <laughs> it's not a high bar. Yeah, but uh, I think he just. I think he got overshadowed by Jaden Swartz. So I think if the Blues were to get it, he would get it. Although. There's been times where the Con Smythe doesn't go to the guy on the winning team. So Yeah, and it doesn't always go to the best player on the yeah. winning team, like 2017 when Sidney Crosby, as much as I love him, got it over Jake Gensel. Gensel yeah. That wasn't deserving. Or Crosby's Matt my Mur- favorite player in the league, but he didn't deserve it. Yeah, or Matt Murray. Matt made Murray the, <laughs> made the case for him, too. I just, it could happen, but I think if the Blues win it, it'll go to Jaden Schwartz. Schwartz. <laughs> I am struggling. Jaden Schwartz will mm. win the consummate, yeah. If Boston wins it, which I'm expecting they will, Tuka Rask has got to be it, right? I would say he's probably the front runner. Yeah. Unless, unless someone just really emerges, like pumps in goals after goals, I think it's going to go to Tuka. Could the worst thing that happened be Boston wins the cup and Marshan gets consummate? That might make everybody hate the team more because so many people hate him why would you I mean if he were to get the award like okay if he pumps in like two hat tricks or something like that okay I can right. justify it but if he just gets it just to get it yeah everybody's going to hate the Bruins <laughs> Marchand has just turned into the perfect villain this year this year especially I know he's had his moments before his skirmish with Max Pacioretty, who I really like. I have a Max Pacioretty jersey, by the way. He's had his skirmish with guys like that before, but this year he really turned into just the anti-Crosby, anti-Ovechkin, whoever your favorite player is, uh, whatever guy that is, you know, whoever that is. Marchand's turned into him. He went from being the weird guy who licked people (laughs) to being just the jerk on the ice that Mm -hmm. everyone wants to clock. And, like, I think... Do you think it happens? I think somebody on the Blues is just going to deck him at some point. Well, I wish they still had Ryan Reeves. Because yeah. Because that would have been, that'd be the guy to do it. Yeah. Some, I think somebody's going to get him. Like, he's going to do his little stick-smashing mm-hmm. bit in the face-off circle, and someone's just going to deck him. And I think uh, somebody's going to do it. I'm just, can you imagine if Jaden Schwartz <laughs> well, that would He wouldn't be something. the guy I would think He wouldn't would think the it. guy, but you never know. I uh, Some burly defenseman. Yeah, you need a... You need a Tarasenko. There you go. You know, he's too valuable to lose for something yeah, okay. like that. How about David Perron? Well, there's an idea. Yeah. yeah. How do you think David Backus is uh, oh boy. going to be uh, received in St. Louis? Do you think he's going to get a warm reception? I don't think it's going to be overwhelmingly warm. I'd say lukewarm. It's not going to be cold. Yeah. Because he did a lot there, you mm-hmm. know, and people really liked him. He was he was kind of the fan favorite, you know, other than T.J. Oshie. But, mm-hmm. uh Yeah. He's, he's at Boston now, so St. Louis is... By the way, have you ever been to the uh, Scott Trade slash now the Enterprise <laughs> Center? I made that mistake on air a couple of weeks ago. I yeah. still called it the Scott Trade. No, I have not. Yeah, it's an interesting arena. They uh, The Blues fans really get into it. Uh, I think their goal song is Saints Go Marching In. Oh, uh, Gloria. Gloria, and yeah. they do a little bit of the Saints Go Marching In, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of it. I think it's kind of lame, but uh, <laughs> I... You know, but they really get the fans really get behind the blues. Like they're, I've said it before. You know, the blues have a very very rabid fan base within the city. As soon as you leave the city limits, nobody cares. But within the city, I would say you could arguably you could say that there's as enough blues fans as Cardinals fans in St. Louis. Oh, because they they rival with the Blackhawks quite a bit for fandom around there. Yeah, they have a lot of. I mean. The Blues, both games I went down there, they sold out. Mm-hmm. And uh, and these are regular season games in June. <laughs> no, wait, no, wait, not June. Like, 
March or yep. something like that, you know, quite a ways away from uh, the playoffs. So, yeah, they get a lot of a lot of fans, and I'm rooting for them partly because I hate Boston, but also because it's it's their time. It's been five decades since they were in the Stanley Cup And they've finals. never won a game in the Cup. No, line. no, they were swept. Last time swept they were all swept three by, times. Yeah, last time it was by Boston, so... Well, I tell you what, is there anybody who has the best goal? Who has the best goal song in the NHL? Uh, to- I, I would say Toronto, oh. Anaheim, the Wild used to until they went back to that loser song that they used to have. And then. Uh, I do like the State of Hockey hype song. The State though. of Hockey hype like song's that. great. That's great. But uh, I would say Anaheim's is really good. I like the Rangers. I have a very strong soft spot for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Do you? Because how can you not get excited when Holland Oates is your goal song? <laughs> I mean, it's so random. Because I remember the first time I heard it, I'm like, why is Holland Oates being played right now? <laughs> but it's like the fans love it. It's kind of bizarre, but it's it's catchy. It makes you want to sing along with it. I'm maybe showing my Midwest roots a little bit, but I love Nashville. Oh. Play, I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Little uh, Tim McGraw. I like uh, the Blackhawks' Chelsea Dagger's great. Okay. Uh, University of North Dakota adopted it as their uh, goal song, too, sure. so I, I have a lot of experience with that. So I would say Chicago's definitely up there. Uh, when Minnesota's doing its Prince uh, yep. Let's Go Crazy song, that was, bit, uh, that was really cool when they did that. And I mm-hmm. thought they were going to keep it, but then some people were like, but it's not, like, cool enough. So we're going to go back to a song that is used by, like, two other teams. Prince the is the coolest. Yeah, you got to embrace what you're known for, and they failed in that regard. The Twins are having Prince Night, I think, later this month. I went up. to Prince Night Did one you? night. Uh, they sold umbrellas, and oh. uh, I came up short to getting one because they sold out like two hours before Kate They're selling started. jerseys this year. Instead of the TC emblem on the right breast of the jersey, they've got purple jerseys with the Prince logo. Are they going to wear those jerseys? No, no, no. They're, okay. sell- they're giving oh, they're those selling. to the first... 10,000 okay, or so okay. fans. My family's already bought tickets. I'm not going to be able to join them that night, but my aunt is a huge Twins fan. She's a nurse. Or excuse me. She's a huge Prince fan. She likes baseball okay, but she's a nurse in the Twin Cities, and she just had to go to something like that. Okay. So they are going to go experience Prince night. I know they're going to have a lot of fun with that, but yeah, the Wild need to do something like that. I'm partial to uh, Party On. They do in Pittsburgh, not because I like the song, just because Let's go Pittsburgh. to Party On? Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you know, I know we're way over time for a break, and we we got to get to the funnies. But if the Wild and the Penguins do pull off a trade for Phil Kessel, like the rumors are hearing, I am just going to absolutely lose it if Phil Kessel finds his way to the Wild. And I was texting my brother this morning because he's a Wild fan, and I was like, if you end up getting Phil, Kessel, I don't even know who the Penguins would want from Minnesota. Like, who do you want from that team? Zach Parisi, probably. Yeah, but they're not going to get him. I know, that's what I'm saying, who they'd want, but they're not going to get it. They'll probably um, do something stupid and get Dubnik. Yeah, a couple draft picks probably. I'm sure they're trying to get rid of Dubnik. I think they like Stalock better. Boy, Dubnik has been a guy who just really fell off from what he was. He's so inconsistent. He's all-American, all-star, all-world when he is... When he's good. But if he's off, it's a So inconsistent. Yeah, so, but... uh, It'd be cool if he did. Minnesota loves Phil Kessel. Played for the Gophers for a year and uh, lost to Holy Cross in the final. So <laughs> in the regional tournament, so it's kind of fun. But, we uh, could do a few what he looks like for Phil Kessel, but we don't have time. We got a break, yep. and uh, we got the Friday funnies coming up next in Sports Pen on ESPN UP and ESPN UP app.
Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. If you missed any part of the show today, check it out on demand with our free mobile app. Get it from the Apple iStore or Google Play. Just search up ESPN-UP. A reminder, coming up Tuesday... The Ishpeming Hematites have a new football coach. George Nemi will be taking over the reins for the legendary Jeff Olson. You can hear from him here in the Sports Pen Tuesday afternoon for Eastern 3 Central. Hope to have you with us. For now, though, we've got Ryan Steeg in studio with us, and we got the Friday Funnies to finish out the week. Yeah, uh, let's start off, since we we're so, talking about the Bucks so much. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Game of Thrones fan, yes. shows up and gets outshined by his linemen. In a drinking chug off contest. I don't know what it is. I'm not a beer chugger but in any way, but you got shown up by your lineman, Christian Yelich, and later Matt Stafford, who was filmed <laughs> chugging his beer while you couldn't even do your own. Now, Rogers issued a challenge and said, let's try it with scotch, mm. which, boy, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, pounding scotch at a Bucks game. <laughs> <laughs> Might need it if they lose. Yeah, yeah. I uh, just imagine those two doing shots. Oh man! Like, <laughs> like I could see him losing a Batiari. He's a big guy. Yeah. Christian Yelich. I don't know about that one. And then Matt Stafford has like the ultimate NFL dad bod. Mm-hmm. I feel like Matt Stafford is the equivalent to Nikola Jokic in the NFL. Okay. And they're both the equivalent to Phil Kessel in okay. the NHL. Okay. Which, by the way, did you know his dad played football at Northern Michigan? Well, there you go. Was their quarterback? Well, how about that? Credit our GM, Tom Mogish, for that. <laughs> Little tidbit for Little you. Little tidbit. How about that? The, um, wasn't, but, uh, yeah, it gets shown up by Matt Stafford and all these guys, but a Scotch challenge, that'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, did you see what Auburn did in the SEC? Yes. Tournament? For those who don't see it, you should really find the clip. Auburn is in the SEC tournament for baseball. They're up 3-2 in an elimination game. They're playing LSU. There's runners on second and third. Um, they're up 3-2 with one out. So the pitcher, the pitch bounces in front of the plate. Catcher can't find it. Searching for it. Kicks it into foul territory. So the guy from third scores on the play. And they finally catch it, they throw it home, they overthrow it, goes to the <laughs> other side of the diamond, and the other guy scores, and Auburn's eliminated on a play that, a routine play that could have been corralled. There are fourth grade teams doing that. Yeah. Like, uh, Auburn does everything possible to lose in the tournament stage, whether it be basketball, baseball. <laughs> football. <laughs> um, football, Yeah. We can beat Alabama on a kick six, but mm-hmm. we'll fail against Florida State. So, but that's it was the highlight, really clip of the week is just how that just a massive meltdown. The fighting Auburn. Jared Stidhams, <laughs> or who would have been their quarterback back then? Because it wasn't Cam Newton. It was who was who was ever between Cam Newton and Jared Stidham. It wasn't Jason Campbell. I don't remember who their quarterback was back then when they went to the title. I don't even remember one player from that team. If I can be totally honest with you. Did they have a team of no names make the? Was it Chris NCAA Davis, the guy who wrote back, ran back the kick? I can't remember against Alabama. I don't remember either. What a forgettable. That team. That was like six <laughs> years ago now. Yeah. What a forgettable team. I know. But, uh, anyway, we talked about Drake earlier in Toronto. Drake, you know, is probably the most uh, in the rap game. You want to say the most mild mannered guy? Sure. Okay, so he's in Toronto watching Game Five, and he's watching in the outdoor square. And he says probably the most Canadian thing ever: everybody's within the rules. 
out here. Mm-hmm. So only Canada would you be repping the fact that you're obeying the law. <laughs> we're we're staying calm. <laughs> we're we're not offending anybody. We're just in the middle, and it's just it was so sad. But there was the most Drake thing and the most Canadian we thing. We be repping, eh? Exactly. Mike Francesa does it again. Mm. Uh, says this time, meteorologists are in cahoots with the travel agency. Okay. Saying that they lie about the weather so you won't cancel your holiday plans. They'll show you sun, that it's going to be sunny for one of your vacation days because that's just how the game is played. (laughs) So I don't know if Tom Kippen's listening to the show right now, Mm -hmm. but if I see him, I'm going to have to ask him if that's how the game is played. Good man, Tom. Yeah. He'd never lie to us. Yeah. Is this how you play, Tom? Just so it's going to be sunny on Saturday, so you keep your plans, and then it's going to rain the rest of the weekend? <laughs> this is just a game, I guess. Um, speaking of meteorologists, so in Virginia, there's a guy who recently, Game 7 of the Denver-Portland game, they had to do a split screen on a Virginia station because of tornado warnings. Mm. People are upset with it. Calling the radio, the calling the TV station, just rail on the guys for doing it, which blows my mind in my opinion. Because okay, it's Denver, Portland. It's not like the Wizards, right? (laughs) You know, it's like, and it was in a split screen, so it's not like they completely cut away from coverage. Mm -hmm. So they did that. Bunch of angry phone calls. On a side note, the meteorologist who did this was actually fired in Tulsa for interrupting an NFL game to talk about wildfires. (laughs) So now he's doing it with tornado warnings. And he gives a message saying that, you know, how important safety is, refuses to apologize for doing it. And he actually plays a clip of some of the phone calls that he got. Um, For the most part, uncensored. They uncensored, I think, a couple F words. Mm -hmm. But other than that, they did it uncensored to show what they have to deal with. Um, Don't be mad at your meteorologist for trying to keep you safe. It's kind of their jobs. They're actually mandated by law. Especially (laughs) those up here in Marquette where it's so hard to predict. Yeah. I've been told the hardest places in the country to predict the weather, Marquette and Buffalo, New York. I could see that. I could see it too, yeah. So they're just, you know, they're just trying to keep you safe. The only time I've ever gotten frustrated is recently was when they had... It was going to snow. You know, there was a snow warning. And I got the same message during a game and consecutively over the course of two minutes. <laughs> like they said, okay, winter storm warning. And I'm like, okay, it's snowing. Might have to leave a little worried from work. A minute later, a reminder, there's a storm warning. A minute later. And I'm like, okay, I know it's going to snow tomorrow. <laughs> I don't need to be repeatedly reminded that it's going to be snowing. That's the only time I've gotten upset with that. But, uh, yeah, leave meteorologists alone. They're just trying to keep you safe. But, uh, yeah, simmer down. Just It's game seven of Denver-Portland. Yeah, it was a great game, but you didn't miss a whole lot. Can't even say game. I watched it. I don't even think I watched it. I watched some of it, but it's like it's, it was not like they interrupted the Super Bowl no. or something like that. Or, like... Game seven of the World Series, you know, or like it's something huge. It's or the like, end of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Just imagine that happened. Just a meltdown. <laughs> of course, everybody was upset with the ending, including right. Aaron Rodgers. So if they did <laughs> cut in front of that, it actually wouldn't have been so bad. But, he starred in it. Well, he cameoed in it, and he was still upset with it. Yeah. That was. 
how sad is that for him? <laughs> I was on this show. I was really excited to be on that, and then the finale sucked that I was on. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. Oh, I tell you what. Him. We are out of time. Michigan baseball, they were a little delayed because uh, the first game went long between Iowa and Nebraska, just a butt-kicking. The Huskers won, forcing Iowa to elimination. So the uh, Wolverines are going to throw the first pitch here in about two minutes as they take on Maryland in elimination game. Glad to have you with us for this sports pen. Ryan Stieg with us. Appreciate you as always. Looking forward to next week. Yep, sounds good. That is it for us. Tune in on Tuesday. Reminder that we will be closed Monday due to the holiday Tuesday afternoon. We'll be back here for Eastern 3 Central. Hope you join us on ESPN-UP. Signing off, this is Tanner Hoops. Thanks for listening to Sports Pen.